episode of In Conversation. Today I am joined by the magnetic Renee Main. Renee and I talk all things, all from a self-confessed hedonist, all things around self-pleasure, our access to our kink type, which is far deeper and much more complex than that might sound on the surface. Renee describes herself as an intuitive dominatrix. She is also known as the Madam of the School of Somatic Kink. I loved my conversation with Renee today. It just peeled back more layers around our self-expression and our access to pleasure, particularly for women, I feel like there is something that is transformative and transcendent in this conversation. And I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed creating this episode with Renee. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, so happy to have you here. I have been, I, I eagerly lap up your, your posts and your shares online. <laughs> it definitely, um, you've definitely got a, a, a really uh, unique perspective that has really resonated with me for probably, no, I suppose I, you can, I came into your field or you come into my field probably about a year and a half ago, yeah, maybe a little bit over that. Yeah. And uh, it's certainly been like your work and your writing has been a big part of understanding part of my relationship with my body mm, and crazy. also blowing out some of those myths on like our sexuality and sexual expression, Yeah, which I love. And I love, I was just asking you, how would I describe you and your like intuitive dominatrix, which I've heard you use before, but I love the madam of the school of somatic kink. I love that. So, you know, I am super excited to have you come and share with us today. So talk to me about like, who is Renee? What got you kicked off in this space? A little bit of context and background on who you are and what. Why this? Why step into this space? Yeah, so this is definitely a path that found me. Um, I think it would be much easier to probably sell chocolate or, I don't know, something (laughs) (laughs) at society doesn't freak out about every time you mention the word hedonism or kink. Or a dominatrix. She's talking about a dominatrix again. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it's it's one thing like it's, you know, you can kind of see like in their faces when someone's like butt clenches, like, oh, my goodness, like what is she about to say? <laughs> and that's not even going into, you know, like how my, my daughters will say, I don't even know how to tell my friends' parents what you do. Like, (laughs) what do I say? What do I say? So it's a path that found me. um, Yeah. But it is one that has just changed my life forever because for me being a part of, you know, being on this spiritual journey and just constantly seeking this this feeling of where I'm content, this feeling where I'm whole. And I wanted to just arrive at this place where I felt like I'd made it. Like, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've just, I've always had this knowing that I wanted to make a difference. And, you know, I was always the person who was going to be somebody. So it just become fact. And so growing up, it was just this thing that was automatically going to happen. Yet, like, no one tells you how to get there. No one tells you what it actually means. Like, and so this elusive path that yeah. goes 
feels like it goes absolutely nowhere and it doesn't just get handed to you. So navigating this path when you really feel called to do something and you ask questions, you know, when most people say, you know, why? And I'm thinking, why not? You know, so for so long, I just felt so foreign in this world because I asked questions that, that not many people really would even, you know, they wouldn't even fathom, wouldn't even contemplate. Yeah. Yeah. And so once I started on this, um, you know, on the self-help, the personal development, the spirituality train, you know, it was, probably over 20 years ago, 22 years ago. And I did it out of the need because I domestic violence and abuse had been a part of my upbringing. It had been a part of my own relationship. Um, And so for me, changing my life, that's how I entered into this space. Mm. But then I realized no matter what I did and how far along this path I got, there was still this need that I wanted to be somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. And so there was always this place that I needed to get to. It was never enough. Mm. And so that's where hedonism come in. And that's where I realized that unless it brings us pleasure, nothing is sustainable, right? This path of aliveness and like feeling pleasure throughout our body and in our veins, it makes us feel alive because we're not thinking about the future. We're not thinking about the past. We're not dwelling on the past. We are right here in this present moment Um, and in the richness of now, we do not yearn for anything. We have everything we need. And so... I think that a big part of what I do is normalizing the need and the importance for pleasure. It can no longer be a luxury item. It has to be the most vital thing in in our days. And yet we're so foreign and it's been so suppressed. Yes. Because it's been don't shamed like, and guilted yes. and all of these things. For God's sakes, don't make any noise when you're having sex. Don't pay, don't tell yeah. people you masturbate. What the fuck do you mean by self-pleasure? What is that? And yeah. what why would I want to find pleasure in all things in my day? Yeah. And that's when I first started talking about this <laughs> five years ago. I got this message from a friend and she said, I don't know, Renee, like this just sounds exhausting. If I think of, if I think of life just becoming one long orgasm, I'm really exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You can be my first client while we rewrite your relationship with your pleasure. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Thanks for the feedback. And I think you need to come and do this work. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, and so, you know, I was called the Marie Antoinette of spirituality <laughs> and the most self-indulgent person on the planet. When oh, I that's harsh. Yeah, yeah. That's harsh. Yeah, yeah. That was probably <laughs> the nicest thing that they said. <laughs> Why do you think, and I know it's not a short answer, but I, and I have big opinions on this, but why do you think we're so like, we're so distanced from just like feeling pleasure, even in the simplest things like sitting outside in the sun and allowing ourselves to feel how lovely the sun feels on our skin. Why do you think we're so divorced from that? What's the. It's we've been taught that, you know, we're a part of this machine, right? We're a part of this construct and We've been taught that pleasure is evil. We've been taught that if you're in this constant pursuit of hedonism, Mm. then you are self-indulgent, you're selfish, and we can't be selfish because as a woman in particular, we need to just give all of ourselves. Ah, Don't you? That's a good girl when you give all of yourself. Yes. You go and you be a good girl and you sit like a lady and you don't make too much noise and be smart but not too Too smart. smart. Yeah. And so it's this thing that we're just a part of and it's this well-oiled machine whereby we're all 50 shades of fucked up. We're all 50 (laughs) shades of, you know, we've all got these extravagant kink profiles, yet 
anything outside of the society norm is is viewed as evil and taboo and it's shamed and guilted so it comes out sideways and it's this toxic wounded energy whereby it's just so we go and we go off and we masturbate in a dark seedy corner corner and we forget that now we just think that pleasure is about masturbation yet it's like no 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 it's pleasure yeah, so it's not. about super consciousness <laughs> yes. for me it's about a conversation with god god it's about the universe it's about the alignment of our whole yeah. five bodies it's about learning how to transcend through pleasure and so for me it's more of a conversation about consciousness mm. than mm. what it is yeah. about pleasure yes yes so it's curious, isn't it, that even like in the conscious and spirituality world, you were like the Marie Antoinette. Yeah. And do you think that's because we had, we even had a pretty fucked up view to what it meant to be? And I think it still exists on some levels and in some part of this community. Like, how conscious are you? Are you conscious enough? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Instead of it being the true pursuit of. I've literally opened myself up to the experience of life. Yeah. Mm. And that's like absolute because, again, like it's this, you know, it's this spiritual wankery. That yeah, but don't talk about wanking. Life. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Renee. <laughs> don't talk about wanking. That's not going to be good. Okay. I'll talk about the spiritual Olympics, right? Oh, yeah, okay, so yeah. So it's this place where we get this gold medal of like we yeah. want to be this, like we want to be ultra spiritual. We want to be this enlightened guru. We still want to get to this place, right? We still think that, you know, we talk about like the feminine, like yeah. it's this light, fluffy you know this woo woo like maxi dress maxi skirts you know like this person but the feminine is fucking fierce right yeah she's fierce yeah. and she is birth and yes she is soft and gentle but she is also death and she is destruction and without understanding the dark feminine those yes. parts of us that we have suppressed mm. we cannot own our feminine, feminine at all and the yeah. same goes with the masculine right people talk about the masculine and they give the masculine such a bad slap slack like it's you know oh the masculine is crumbling as we know it and it's like uh hello we need men we love men men are to be worshipped right our masculine is a part of who we are ah uh, exactly as well exactly so what we've seen what they're doing is they're interconnecting the patriarch and the machine oh, to the masculine right oh so that's tiring know, isn't it that yeah. one that's fucking tiring that so one what yes. we know is it's toxic it's toxic yeah. and it's wounded masculinity it would never ever in my opinion we've never seen the true feminine or true masculine, true masculine. in its purity it's, and entirety yeah. yeah it's curious isn't it like the behaviour that we almost attribute to that is like the anti of. It's not wounded. It's not toxic. Yeah. It's anti. Yeah. You know, I was talking with a girlfriend of mine about a, a, a person I occupied in my corporate career before I, you know, life changed. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I used to be, I used to say, oh, I was like all the low vibrational masculine behaviours you could have. And she said to me, I actually don't think that's it. I think you're anti-feminine. Yeah. It was like you'd cut your breasts off and you were like just the anti-feminine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm, I love absolutely. that. But it's a part of the journey, right? Like yeah. the pendulum has to swing in both ways. Yes. And so what's so then you do that, right? So you're over here and then you swing the other way. Yes. And then the whole point of that is to find that equilibrium yeah. in the middle. It's a part of, it's a necessary part of the journey. Journey. And I think I, I swung back and then, you know, I got told that I was all types of like, you've no structure, you're so in your feminine. I'm like, that's not the feminine. Yeah. The feminine is a bit of chaos. She's a bit of fluidity. fluidity. She's like the water looking, looking for the settling point, you know, like, and, yeah, yeah, you know, it's okay to be angry. I mean, isn't that a good one? It took me 48 years to realise it was okay to be angry. 
You can be angry. You can be a woman and be angry. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all primary. We're, we're all animals. And yet, you know, we're, we're so used to being domesticated and being confined to this cage that we've forgotten that we're primal, right? How beautiful sacred rage can be. Yes. Because a woman can't be ugly or messy or angry because she'll be called a psycho. I know. Have you seen a woman in childbirth? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. It's all those things and and also so many more, but, you know. Yeah. So for you, you got involved in this, like it was like the extension of how do I really expand my experience here? Like how do I get to this final destination? Do you think this is like something, do you think this is a place and a, a space that we, if we truly say we're on the path to like, you know, conscious awakening, that we're all going to realise at some point or other that we need to go to. Yeah. It's absolutely a part of it. Yeah, I do. I think it's a necessary place, you know, that, um, and here's the thing that I'm playing with at the moment. So like before we recorded, we were having a conversation about human design, right? And how your, 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 your sacral is so closely identified to your throat. Yeah. Right. And so in, in my world and what I teach is that our, our sex is very aligned to our throat, right? So the more we open our sex, the more we open our, throat, our throat, the more we open our throat, the more we open our, our sex, the interconnectivity yeah. between okay. our sex and our throat yeah. is absolutely huge, huge. right? So the, this work, I'm not surprised when you said that, and that's your thread because it is absolutely huge. But what we've done is we've, we've had a very localized relationship with our sex right yeah. so we've so we've localized our sex right down to our genitals yeah when we begin to have a non-localized experience, experience. And relationship yep. with our erotic body mm-hmm. then we become a hedonistic consciousness whereby we absolutely rewrite the program of which our subconscious brain runs so therefore yeah. we create a new reality right we're yeah. no longer running on this dominant fear program of negativity mm-hmm. we're in we're riding the wave of love yeah right? we are god yeah totally different conversation, conversation totally different relationship right so but as soon as we identify solely with our physical body we're misunderstanding our our point of being here right because our consciousness needs us to be fully expressed in order for us to mature yeah without that without us being fully expressed yeah we cannot evolve our consciousness consciousness It, it can't happen yeah okay i love it Talk to me about ways in which, like, you are encouraging people to come into your space to fully express themselves. What does that look, feel, and sound like? Yeah. So what we, what I talk about, and what we do in terms. So there's a couple of things that happen here, right? Yeah. So first of all, on one side, what we do is we begin to understand that we all have. As I was saying earlier, we all have a yeah. kink profile, right? Yeah. So we all have flavors of kink that have developed throughout our lives. Yeah. And you were talking about human design. Yeah. I can look at a kink profile and tell you exactly yeah. who you are, where you're in your false power, yeah. where you're in your power, what you're here to do, and what's yeah. the undercurrent trying to bring forward, forward. right? And so I can do that yeah. because when we understand our kinks, here's the thing is because there's a secondary game, Yeah. right? So yeah. for example, let's talk about, so say for example, so if you think of a, a toddler, right? Yeah. A toddler who begins to act out and they chuck a tantrum because guess what? They're not a baby anymore. They're receiving less affectionate. They realize that they're separate from their mother, from their father. They're Mm -hmm. not one. We were born whole, right? Mm -hmm. We were born wholeness. We were born loved. And slowly, as we get older, 
we go, society says, I can't hold you like that anymore because it's inappropriate. Yeah. So this whole soul being is going, feeling separate. This is all I've ever known. All I've ever known is to be part of you. Yeah. So therefore it's wrong. So therefore I'm going to do whatever I can in order to feel whole and not separate from you. Yeah. Right. So we will do anything to get attention, right? So we will chuck a tantrum in order to get attention, right? We will be good and adorable and sweet and cute and tell jokes in order to get attention. attention. We will do anything to get attention. Yeah. And that is where the first kink is born. Okay. Right? Yeah. So then we will do anything to get attention. So then we go, oh, okay. I get a charge in my body oh, when I'm naughty. Yeah, okay. I get yeah. a charge in my I get rewarded when I'm a good girl. Good girl. When I'm cute and adorable. So life becomes a performance. We begin to edit ourselves. I'm just I'm working through my life story right now as so we're doing this. Yep. Okay. Yep. Got yeah. it. Yep. Right. And certified so like good certified good when, girl over yep. here. Yep. When I talk about it, I get shivers all over my body because it's so alive in all of us, right? No one is exempt from this because we've all gone through this experience, right? We were all born whole. We were all gone through, oh, okay, I'm separate. Yeah. But yet in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the universe, the law of mentalism, there's only one of us here. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're born craving to get back Searching to that space. to get back to wholeness, mm. right? So what we do, so but there's a secondary game, right? So when we work with kink, right, we go, okay, so for example, what using the example we're just talking about, right? So I do this because I get attention, yeah, right? So we all have these unconscious kinks that we do that we carry out in our lives, mm-hmm there's a secondary game that feeds us to keep keep us Going. doing it. Yeah. However, we can't move forward, right? So we need a new operating system. New system. Because, because we're still like, this is how I get this real thrill. This is how I get this real thrill. This is how I yeah. get charge. This is how I get this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we think kink just comes with we're like. bondage, the, right? We're tied yes. up. But we, but we think before we're awakened to this that the kink is like the stuff that's not acceptable without knowing that actually it's how you behave all the time. Yeah. 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 And so often in spirituality we go to like past life stuff and we go to like all this kind of stuff, which is great. Like and that yeah. sometimes that comes up in my work too. However, the like real-time stuff. Yeah is happened in this life life right and it's we've spent so long trying so hard trying to like just not identify with who we are and pry ourselves away from our personality to be someone else this edited version that we've shown the world in order to get attention because we've now built evidence that it works here we go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So the work of somatic kink, we unravel all that. of that. We identify the unconscious kinks that's happening in the body, in all five bodies. bodies right. So I yeah. work in all five bodies. Yeah. So we do that. When while we're doing that, the work of the intuitive dominatrix, what we do is we build the foundation of the universal laws, right? Okay. So we yeah. begin to understand what polarity really is yeah right what the law of truth really is what gender really is Is. right and they're all mutable they're all designed to change however in the spiritual industry we get lost in the mutable laws we stay in the mutable laws forgetting they're designed for us to move beyond them on them so we do that and then so we do that we work with, we bring in the archetypes, 
to yeah. meet all of these suppressed parts of ourselves, ourselves. right? Yeah. So a big part of that is the dark feminine. Mm. It's the dark masculine, right? It's the erotic mother. Yes. You know, it's the whore. It's all of these people that all of these flavors of ourselves that we've denied. Yeah. 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 I had it. I was just going to say, how much of this am I going to share? Yeah, I'm going to share. So I was in a masterclass with someone who does archetype work, right? I was in a coaching container and she came into a masterclass on archetype work. And she's talking away and she's talking away about the temptress and, you know, talking about the ways in which, like, we generally go through a real pendulum with, you know, the temptress is the way we behave and then something unsafe happens and then we swing back the other way, you know, and it's learning to re-embrace her, right, in a way that is, you know, safe, not in terms of like, I don't want to experience life, but safe, safe in our body, right? Yeah. And she's talking away and I'm like, holy shit. I just have become this, I don't know where she is, yeah. you know, and even down to, she said to me, because um, I used to be, I was a dance, like I was always the girl on the dance floor, you know, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'll get a hula hoop and um, just learn, you know, start to really move your hips. And mm-hmm. I'm no shit, Renee, I went out to do it and I'm like, my hips were, I've tried to do it and I'm like, what has happened to my body? Mm. What has Mm. happened to my, when did this happen? Yeah. When did this, like this physical symptom of this conscious or unconscious journey, when did, Mm. when did this happen? Mm. And it was, yeah, it was, I was like, okay, right. Okay. We need to really, right. I don't want to not have that rich experience. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to not have a rich experience in life. I'm not here to be like um, shackled to my fears, you know. Like I'm not saying fear is not a state that doesn't exist, but I'm not here to not be shackled to my fear. That's not what I'm here for. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And changing that relationship, you know, like using fear as an ally, knowing that it's just a messenger, right? It's just just showing me, just showing me, just showing me something. Yeah. yeah, and that's, you know, that's such a key part of polarity, right, is to just to show us that polarity is just a figment of our imagination, right? It doesn't even exist. So when we can actually change the relationship with our pleasure and our yes. pain yeah. or with our fear and our love and we see it all through the eyes of the universe as dominion, yeah then it's not so bad, right? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, it's just this thing, right? This thing just, I've yeah, got. discomfort. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's here for me, right? I know what yeah. to do. <laughs> and even if I don't, it's okay. I'm just going to trust. And I'm yeah, just yeah. going to sit here and be a little bit uncomfortable until whatever's happening becomes clear, okay? Yeah. 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 So when you talk about, because I love, like I love this concept of the five bodies, right? And I mm-hmm. And it's something I only learned when I, did the I went through the spiral with Danny Redbard like maybe a year yeah. and a half ago and I was like what do you mean yeah. this what what yeah. these what what are these other bodies <laughs> what are you talking about can you talk us through what they are and what their yeah. importance in relation to us as a as a physiological construct are yeah absolutely so the five bodies and some of them you know some of them people know some of them yeah. we won't you know so we have the physical body. Yes. Right. We have the emotional body. Mm-hmm. We have the mental body. We have the energy body and we have the spirit body. Mm-hmm. All right. And so what I liken it to is, so what I say to my, my apprentices is if you can imagine like, so there's a divine, there's a divine plan, right? There's a divine order to the yep. universe, right? And so in that, we are the universe, right? We are literally earth. Yes. We, are a fre- we are frequency and we are sound, right? Yeah. We know this to be true. We like, do. 
yeah, like scientists have proven Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Joe yeah. Dispenza. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And though, and you know, those, you know, before him, you know, yeah. so it's um, you know, well, so quant- we the know quantum this. field, right? So that's yes. yeah. 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 So, so we know this to be true. So when something, when we are out of alignment Mm -hmm. in our, what I call our erotic body, so that our five bodies is our erotic body. Mm -hmm. When we are out of alignment, if one thing is out of alignment, then everything is out of alignment, alignment, right? So this is where the term comes. How you do one thing is how you do everything because it's based off of this concept. Right. So let's talk about big debates with people on this one, like big debates. Someone nearly like, yeah, yeah, a a client in a big container nearly. She was like, I just don't agree with you. I'm like, well, I invite you to go and look at every corner of your life and see that that doesn't show up. Yeah. And because it's confronting, right? And this requires us to have a really hard, honest conversation with ourselves, right? And so that's one of the things that I ask people is you write down the reality of your relationship with your sex, right? And even if you're single or in a partnership, like it doesn't matter. What is your reality with your relationship with your sex? Yes. And then... What's the fantasy, right? What do you really want? And then write down if, for example, like if you're in business, write down the reality of your business, right? And then write down the fantasy. Fantasy. You will see a thread that is undeniable. Undeniable. But you could put that in any area any, of you your life like you into, could do yeah. business you yep. could do your job you could do yeah. health you could do whatever finances it's very yeah. much alive yep. yeah yep. it's very much alive because everything is a part of the divine order yeah. right and so one thing's out of whack it's all, all out, out of whack. whack and when something's yeah. out of whack here's the thing is that something else has to compensate for it for it yeah. So no, then it, it becomes even more out exaggerated, of whack, right? And then it's, and yeah. it's distorted. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, but we are compl- a lot of the time we are completely unaware of it, right? So if you liken it to like kink, right? Yeah. So think about like so in kink in sacred kink i talk yeah. about like bdsm and bondage right yeah or sensory play so yeah. sensory play in bdsm and kink is when we deny one sense to amplify another another right so the the blindfold for the sensation of touch right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so the same this is the exact same thing right when no. you deny one it amplifies another the other thing. yeah exact thing yeah and so you can use that in you to your advantage yeah or you just continue and it's really and it feels really uncomfortable it's like wearing yeah. a pair of shoes or a bra that yes. doesn't fit properly right yeah. it just feels just feels off it doesn't off. feel yeah. it doesn't feel right yeah yeah impossible for me to do those things if I have uncomfortable underwear, it'll ruin the whole fucking day, you know? <laughs> Just a statement of fact there. Yeah. Not possible to do it anymore. Yeah. So talk to me about when you talk about um, like somatic kink, talk to me about what does that mean for you? What is it? What does it mean for you? So those unconscious kinks that I was talking about before, yeah. our bodies are like libraries of information. Yes. Right? Our bodies store, they remember. Yes. Right? And, you know, when you go, I logically know that that's crazy. I know. But in my chest, I'm going. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because our body has a response. Yeah. Right? And a lot of the time, so this is so we use a, a, an array of somatic processes yeah. to actually transmute these kinks that are in the body. 
as right? yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that might be embodiment it might be you know work layers of the subconscious it Just, could yeah. be anything how we yeah. in the, how we do that in, in you know each client is different each situation is different mm. so that is really what somatic kink is so yes. it's identifying the unconscious kink yeah and then it's transmuting it through the body, body. knowing that our body is like we're all we've all experienced trauma, all oh, of us. Yes. Right. So yes. we have unhealed trauma in our bodies. Yeah. And it's, you know, we were saying before, um, you know, before we, we recorded, we we're talking about knowing the difference between trauma, a trauma response and intuition, right? Yeah. So this is, so a lot of the time, like a lot of people, and that's where that I was talking before about, you know, that allowing your consciousness to mature, right? Having a sophisticated conversation about, yeah. about your intuition, because a lot of people say your body knows, your body doesn't lie right and that is very much the case Mm. however however it can also be a trauma response Mm -hmm. right it can be this doesn't feel right it can ignite something so it's about knowing the difference difference between the two yeah 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 I feel like when I have it's so difficult to describe and it's like I, I just I just know it in myself right but I feel like my first flag is, why are you so upset about that? Mm. Like, why are you so upset about that? What's that? What's underneath yeah. that? You know, yeah. is this your truth or is this your trauma? That's okay. Sit down, ego. You're not involved in this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To get to that. Yeah. And then I still think, yeah, my jury's out on that one. We might just, you know, we'll come back yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Come back to that one. We've all got markers, right? Like, you know, I was saying yesterday in a call with the apprentices is that, you know, for me, and I, and that's what I mean, like the the more you can know yourself, you know, these markers. Yeah. So for me, it's the rebel. Whenever a rebel comes out. Fuck you. I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, welcome. That. <laughs> yeah. And I like it because it makes me, like, I love my yeah. rebel because it makes me feel really alive. So it yes. feels good. Yeah. However, there's something that I'm not hearing. There's yeah. something that I'm not seeing, yeah. right? So a question that I ask myself is, what am I not seeing here? Yeah. What am I not seeing? So now I feel the rebel and I enjoy, I let myself yeah, enjoy yeah. the alive. Enjoy the moment. Yes. But then I know that I need to zoom out yeah. because for me, the rebel is a trauma response yeah. from my abuse I mm-hmm. experienced earlier in life. Yeah. So for me, I want to rebel against being forced to do something. I want to rebel against being told what to do. To do. I want to rebel against all of it because I will do anything to honour my freedom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. However like knowing what I know now yeah is each individual choice has a collective consequence because it's not just about me yeah because there's only one of us here yes so let's talk about that because I do find myself saying to people I work with quite a lot it's it doesn't matter what someone else is doing it's like you're the change without sounding cliched. You're all the change that needs to occur. Yeah. You're all the transformation that needs to occur. Just you, just yeah. you. That's it. Yeah. We can't be responsible and we have no control over anyone else. In fact, I question whether we have control over ourselves. It's probably more a mastery thing with ourselves, you know, but, yeah. you know, like you just need to be the change. And that does have a collective knock-on. So what does that look like? What does that look and feel like for you? Yeah, so for me, this is where I come back to, and I've danced with this like so much in the last three months in particular. Like it's been a really interesting time to work with these mutable laws because I've never experienced a time where we're confronted, right, yeah. Um, and we're really forced to have these conversations, you know. Absolutely. And um, and so for me, 
because okay so what I do is I love the mutable laws right yep because the mutable laws are designed to change yeah right so because for me the immutable laws I love them however they can feel really lofty and really yeah. hard to kind of obtain you know so like or to land you, in your consciousness what that is yeah have yeah, a connect have a, are, have a connection to it yeah 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 if you're like self-loathing right yeah or if you're like just feeling dualism or in fear yeah and then <laughs> to, if your next step is like is like there's only one of us here you are god yeah like uh, all is of the wh- one mind what like well, what I yeah i don't even so understand my mind right now and you want me to take yeah. on responsibility for this whole like conscious thread yeah. here yeah exactly okay. yeah and that can cause more of a freeze response yes right yeah so that can go off in a you know whole lot you know and that's just my opinion it might not but it can from what I've seen yeah um so I love the mutable laws because they're they're obtained you can understand them they're meeting they can give you something to dance with now right yeah so I talk about the law of polarity a lot right yes Yes. because we all have an edge. Which is right? challenging for most people. It is, it yeah. is, it is, and it isn't. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like yeah. it's, you know, I think of it as if you've never heard of polarity as a concept whatsoever, yeah. think of a temperature gauge, right? A thermometer. It's hot and it's cold, but it's yeah. the same thermometer. Yeah. That's polarity. Yeah. But instead of it being hot and cold, you might have pleasure and pain. Yep. It might be rich, poor. Oh. It might be healthy, unhealthy. Like everything has a pole. Yeah. And so where we are on that pole determines our reality. Yeah. Right? However, these are human-made concepts. Concepts. Right? Yeah. So it's our perception around what is pleasure? What is pain? Mm. Like, what is it yeah. really? Because is this just someone a, who's, a fragment someone of my imagination? Yeah. For someone who's into, like, in my very, you know, novice level understanding, if I like a bit of pain, you know, that gives me pleasure, then yeah. that is pleasure for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, you, you might be like, I mean, sometimes, like I said, uncomfortable underpants can ruin my day. Yeah. That doesn't mean that in some other space I don't like, you know, okay, you could probably choke me a little bit. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Someone who was born into an incredibly wealthy family, yeah, right, yeah, could be sitting on a safety net, a nest egg of millions, billions, whatever, yeah. right? She, They might be billionaires and then go, oh, hang on a minute. I'm now like in my millionaires. I'm poor. <laughs> right in their viewpoint they feel broke i know i look i laugh because i used to feel like that what do you mean i've got less than that yeah but that's a whole less than a whole person's salary at the moment what yeah yeah and you now know, i'm like to someone just, else yeah it's like you are extremely wealthy, wealthy. right so these are human-made concepts, concepts that are but a perception they're an mm. opinion. They're a belief. Yes. And if it's only a thought, a thought can be changed. Absolutely. Right. So it's understanding that, right? So, but the biggest one here is to just probably rewind a little bit. So taking forward that, okay, like if it's just an opinion, right? Yeah. If it's just, if I can like have this dance with, it's an illusion and I can create whatever narrative, whatever belief I assign to it. Yeah. So let's talk about the cause and effect, right? The cause and effect is a mutable law. It's designed to change. What is the cause? What is the effect, effect. right? So right now we've seen a whole bunch of people fight for the cause. We've seen a whole bunch of people fight for the for effect. The effect. Is one of them right or wrong? Depends which side right you're on wrong. and what exactly. your truth is. Yeah. Exactly. Both of them are wrong. Both of them are right. right. It does not exist. 
because our, our job, our responsibility is to move into an a-causal way of being, which is yeah, beyond yeah. cause and effect. Right. right? Yeah. So we move beyond. So we go, yes, okay, I have an individual responsibility mm -hmm. to make choices that are not about personal gain or agenda, but about benevolence. Yeah. And that is the choice that it comes down to. In order for us to do that, we have to go, okay, what is my truth and what's the actual truth? truth. And to explore that, and build the evidence on both sides mm -hmm. and explore that space in between. Yeah. And then we arrive at a, at at a, a decision. A, yeah. Yep. At a choice, right? But yeah. when we arrive there, it's well thought out. It's well researched. It's completely unbiased. And we're not attached to the outcome. outcome. That is the biggest thing. We're not attached to the outcome. outcome. That is the most important thing. So that is a really beautiful way that we can use the mutable laws in real life yeah. in order to move to this bigger, loftier concept that, yes, I am human and I kind of identify with this body, Yeah. but I also know that I am so much more, more. right? Because if we solely identify with this body, our physical yeah. body, yeah. We are bound for shame, suppression, denial, guilt, and yeah. we will ride this perpetual wave of a cycle that we can never get, get out, of. out of. Yeah. And that's why I love hedonism, right? Because it brings you back into the moment. It's the glue yes. that allows us to be both holy and human right yeah. so you know all these i am statements right yes i am this i am this <laughs> and <laughs> i do it with this big and lofty and exaggerated <laughs> because it feels like it's this anchor of like right it's of who i am right however if you can go Right, so in a non-dualistic lens, yeah. Air, or like so, the I, the M in the I am is an equal, right? Yes, it's an equal sign. Yeah. So, I equal wealth. Yes. I yes. equal beauty. Beauty. Yeah. Right. However, if we only identify with our physical body, yeah. Right. Yes. As much as we put weight in the beauty or wealth, for example, or whatever it is, yeah. we also have naturally have as much weight in the opposite. opposite of it. We have to, right? Because if we're willing, if we're willing to like experience all this, like as high as we can go, yeah. we have to experience. And be willing to experience the lowest the of lows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we have to honor all of it. But if we move beyond that to go, is what it beauty is. Beauty doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Beauty doesn't matter. Wealth doesn't matter. matter. So the most awakened person mm. and our freedom solely lies on us arriving at a point. We're no, we're no longer wanting to change the world for as it is. Yes. That is true freedom. And if we haven't arrived at there yet, guess what? We're fighting for a cause that we have not mastered yet. Yet. And we do not understand. Yeah. I was talking yesterday about how the last year and a half has showed me, and this is my very crude terms, right? Mm. It's like, how can I adapt? How adaptable am I? How fluid am I? How dynamic am I with what is going on around me and in me? Yeah. How much can I be in response to this, not reaction yeah. to, you know? Response feels yeah. like it's a it's more sort of like, yeah, okay, you know, this is it, you know, without without defeat or attachment to victory. 
it's yeah. as is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It has to be, right? And that's, you know, we've all had a massive dance with this in the last 18 months. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, what I had, the relationship that I had with freedom two years ago, yeah. three years ago, is totally different to even three yeah. months ago. It's totally different to what different it is to today. Now. Yeah. You know, like I'm living in the most lockdown city in the world. Yeah. Welcome, Melbourne. And Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Melbourne. I was and talking so, to a friend of mine in the States in Florida and I was saying how She's like, are you guys still in lockdown? I said, no, we're not. But Melbourne still is. And she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. The most, that is the most lockdown city in the world. I'm like, I know, it, it actually is. Yeah. Yes, it like is. Like it really is. And so, but in saying that, I've never felt so free. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been so bound yeah. in my life and yeah. never being so free and it really has I don't feel like I need to change the world I don't feel like it's my responsibility to change the world I don't feel like the world is fucked up right now I don't feel like it is screwed up right now I know that it's exactly where it needs to be and more than any politician or new world order or anything else I trust God yeah yeah. I trust that divine plan more than yeah. anything in my life. And all I can do is act in accordance to in benevolence yeah. and never personal gain or agenda. Yeah. And that is my only responsibility here mm. is to constantly allow myself that dance yeah. to bring me back into yeah. alignment. Yeah. You know? That so, space in yeah. between. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's like, I love that. Be in response to benevolence. That's great because I try and explain to people when I'm like, listen, it's not about, no, I'm not going to deny what feels right for me because you tell me that that's what community needs. Yeah. You know, no, I don't feel like my freedom has been impacted. No, I don't feel like this is happening. Do I like politicians still? No. However, we're working on that one, you know, but, you know, it's, it's, um, it's been hard to articulate in words how that, yeah. what that felt like. And that's it. It's to respond in benevolence. Like, yeah. you know, me, you, and somewhere in between is like what needs to happen here. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, beautiful. That's right. <sighs> what else do I want to ask you? <laughs> is there anything else you would like to share today? Hmm. I would like I would like to ask you a question. Yeah, go. Ooh. I would like to know what's your dance with pleasure and hedonism. I remember years ago my brother and I joking and saying to each other, we were probably in our 20s. We're only 18 months apart. Fuck, I think I landed on this earth just to be a hedonist, right? You know, yeah. I've always been in pursuit of the good, the not look, not good feelings. That's not right. The mm. richness, the rich experience, yeah. right? Whatever that looked like. Um, you know, I've sought that out in like in, in sexual intimacy, in, you know, outside of that in you know drugs and alcohol like it was always outside of myself right Mm. for a long time and you know when I got sick it was it was really so many things just became so clear because your field of vision just narrows right back down yeah and then when you come out of that it expands out from that really narrow point right and for me, the narrow point was I wrote a post about this the other day. When I knew, well, when, like when I was told I was dying, right, it wasn't, my God, all the things I haven't done, the places I haven't been, it was, 
it literally was, I can remember having this, how can I show my son a lifetime of love? How can Mm. I be more open to love? Because there's literally nothing else in the frame there. That was just it. It was like, how can I, how can I, how can I be more in love? Like, Mm. and by that, the richness, right? The richness Mm. of connection, the richness of, of sharing, like intimacy of sharing yourself, you know, Mm. of receiving and giving love. And for me, my relationship with pleasure so the long answer, the long answer, which I will try and shorten, is there was a big piece for me around being able to receive. Mm. And I think when I really felt, you know, people say, oh, you need to learn to receive. And Perry Chase, she wrote something about a woman who is unable to receive is like concrete, right? Mm. You pour water on the concrete. Mm. And for whatever reason that landed for me. I thought, okay, this is really about receptivity, right? So mm. How does this feel for me? And and then, you know, my relationship with pleasure just became this thing of like this is about, yes, this is about sex, but this is about the feel of the sun on my skin, you know, mm-hmm. food that tastes delicious, like yeah. beautiful cuddles with my son, like, hugging a friend and have it go that 30 seconds longer, you know, Mm. the breeze, like just, you know, blowing the hairs like on your skin on a beautiful day, rain, the smell of grass, like fresh flowers, like that's my relationship with pleasure. It is so much more beyond, you know, having some form, an act of sex, right? Yeah. It's all that, but it is so much more. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It really is. And, and that's that's what makes life, you know, I say to people, I'm like, you know, you <laughs> everything could go as long as I can have nice candles. Like I make my own <laughs> candles, right? But it's the smell, right? It's, the, it's, yeah. it's what the smell evokes for me, right? Yeah. And good coffee. Yeah. You know, if we're talking like earthly things, right? Yeah. Not, you know. Yeah. But yeah, those yeah. things, because it's like that's sensory for me. It's like, yeah. 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 That's pleasure. That. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, you know what I love, like we speak to is because that's like we have this warped conversation, this narrow conversation around what pleasure is. And yeah. it is like it's in, it's, you know, for me, it's like the sun on your skin or it's like that crisp air on your face. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, it's yeah. anything that makes you feel alive, alive, you know, and that's, that's, I feel like we've forgotten that piece. Yeah. That I want to feel friggin' alive. Like I yeah. say all the time, I want to suck the marrow out of life, right? But can I ask you then? Is, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I'm hijacking. No, go. <laughs> I'm happy to. We just discussed at the start of this how much I like talking, Renee. Do not feel bad. Go. Because do you feel like that because you like let's say like you dance with death right you are on that edge yeah and I've I've been on that edge numerous times where I thought I was going to die yeah I've watched and I was by my mum's bedside yeah when she passed like I feel like I've danced with death a lot Mm. and do you feel like that there is some other way that we can wake people up to understanding the significance without them having to dance with friggin' death? Yeah. yeah. So, look, that's why I got into the work I do with women. Yeah. Because I wanted to, you know, sometimes I feel like it's like, oh, my, I call my ego Susan, right? I'm like, sit down, Susan, no one <laughs> asked you, you know. But it just had this thing just dropped into my brain and came out my mouth was I walked the path I did so you don't have to, Yeah, you know. And I feel like it's like I also feel like there's a much bigger piece with us as humans, right? We mm. go, we can't stop associating, we can't stop our association with the thing, even if we mm. don't like it. Unless we have an intervention that's outside of ourselves. Yeah. We don't give ourselves permission to intervene, right? You think about women. I don't want to have sex. I've got a headache. Instead of saying, Mm. I don't feel really connected to you at the moment. 
Yeah. I don't feel really connected yeah. to myself right now, you know. Yes. I've got yes. a headache. Women who are like, you know, I used to do this all the time. I'm sick. I can't go. Just say you don't want to go. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yes. Just say yeah. I don't want to go. This doesn't feel like a space for me anymore, you know. Yeah. We yeah. get so conditioned to not honour our own desires, right? Yeah. Yeah. that and I think this is not just I think it shows up more in women but I definitely think it's present for men you know mm. um that we just can't go there unless there's an external intervention yeah yeah you know instead Absolutely. of realizing like that's why I love your take on hedonism because I'm like life mm. is meant to be lived for the richness of it yeah you know yeah. Yeah. That's why we can dance with the richness of life. Yeah. That's why we can see it and touch it and taste it and feel it because that's why, that's why we have those senses, right, yeah. is to feel that. Yeah. I have not crossed the bridge yet, Renee, on what the permission piece is. Yeah. I've come at this from so many different angles, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what that permission piece is to stop us from yeah. You know, it's like we need that real pain to be yeah. the loss of a loved one or the loss of a love or the loss of, you know, yeah. to be like, yeah. I want to choose a different way. Wouldn't it be great if we could motivate ourselves from love? Oh, so good. So good. You know, Absolutely. if I find the hook, I promise to share it widely. Yeah. <laughs> please do, please do. And I think that that's, you know, when you've suffered enough, loss then you really are then motivated by love yeah you know, and that's where I feel like I'm at now is because love motivates me because I feel like I've just lived a hundred years of the other of of the other yeah. and so I'm like okay like show me ease yeah. like show me what ease is right that has been the theme of this up week, right everyone I've spoken to this week has been like I want to talk about my relationship with ease I'm like oh please do please yeah. do yeah because again absolutely. we get sold this you know I was laughing with someone yesterday about when I was deep in the cancer journey and I was living with my parents I was so sick couldn't live on our own not that much could be done to help me, but my son, he was so little, I couldn't care for him, you know. So we live with my mum and dad, which for anyone who's familiar with my family dynamic, that was a treat in itself, right? <laughs> so I'm like sick, so sick on a cocktail of painkillers, you know, mm. in excruciating pain. And I've just had this big journey where, you know, we were like, as we're going to the hospital, here comes the ambulance, you know, rah, rah, and, and I'm begging my family, just give me half an hour for these painkillers to kick in. It'll be all right. This is just for what happens. This is just what happens, you know. And about 1 o'clock in the morning the painkillers kick in and I'm like, okay, we're all good. Everyone demobilised, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I've texted my oncologist just to say, fuck, listen, can you tell me this is going to get better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and she comes back and she goes, I promise you. And then the next minute I'm sitting there going, you know, in my own head, in my own little conversation with myself, high on endone, I'm like, I just thought this would be harder. <laughs> mm. I thought this would be harder. Mm. Holy shit, Natalie, where does that conditioning come from? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. What was going to be yeah. harder, death? Was death, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I don't know. I don't know yeah. why we're, I mean, you know, I feel like I could segue on a whole other thing here. Is it religion? Yeah. Is it patriarchy? Was it industrialisation that sent us down this path? I don't know. But yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, we, um, if we can motivate ourselves, that, you know, we can just take the foot off the accelerator, right, Yeah. of life yeah. yeah. and open ourselves up to the experience of life. Yeah. What would humanity be like then? Oh, could you imagine, like, just... 
happy mm. people yeah that's it happy alive people. in your body right like yes. you're sensing your reality like it yeah. becomes like a sensory journey yeah it's all encompassing it's like it's the true richness absolutely Amazing. absolutely so for anyone who um isn't familiar with you or your work and they've loved what they've heard today yeah. how what do you got going on at the moment yeah. what are you doing in your space and how do people get in touch with you so they can go to my website yes. which is reneemain.com.au yep. um you can find me on facebook and all the things um and all the things all the things and i have a host of things going on yep. um I've got some free masterclasses coming up. I've got yeah. the internship coming up next year. Yeah. But the best way is to just sign up to the email community. And, and you'll get. I, yeah, and then that way they get all the exclusive offers. But they also get weekly energy updates. Nice. All the things. So, I, yeah, so I love my email community. That's that's really my jam and where I vibe. So I'm going to join that's the email best way. this afternoon. Nice. You too, Fats. You nice, do nice. that. Last week we had a week for the a week, a message from the warrior. Nice. Which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be anything. Could be anything. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up today? No, just you know, like just an invitation to those watching yeah. to just just feel alive in your senses, mm. you know, and just begin to just slow down a little bit and open up that exploration to what pleasure and hedonism is for you and yeah. let it be the beginning of a journey to making you feel wide awake and alive in your life. Mm. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, beautiful. It has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, it has. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. Thanks so much for joining me today for this episode of In Conversation. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then duck across to our full podcast series and grab another episode. If you are interested in following us or finding out more information about the work that I do, jump across to Facebook. I am Nat Quirk on Facebook and on Instagram, I'm Nat underscore Quirk. You can't miss me. We also love to hear your feedback and commentary. And if there's any questions you have, feel free to drop us an email at hello at natquirk.com or jump across onto one of our social media channels and message us that way. Thanks so much for joining us again today. It's been a pleasure to have you and I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode of In Conversation.